Welcome to the Inner Healer Podcast. I'm your host, Sasha Stewart. Your inner world creates your outer world, and we're here to talk about how you can transform from the inside out. I'm a kinesiologist, mind-body medicine practitioner, healer, conscious business mentor, and teacher. I work with everything from the scientific to the energetic, the spiritual and the metaphysical to empower, inspire and uplift you and give you the knowledge of your own inner healing gifts. I'm so honoured to have you here. Let's begin. Welcome back to the Inner Healer podcast. So a lot of people ask me about what I do in the mornings. And so I wanted to talk about a morning practice and routine. And it seemed like a great opportunity to share. So this is something I'm very passionate about personally, as it's had a huge impact on my life. And there's a few reasons why having a morning practice is a good idea. So I'll talk about them more as we go through and weave that as well when I share my own practice. But essentially a morning routine is a great way to set up your day. So think about how you feel if you wake up, perhaps you hit the snooze button a couple of times, you roll over, get on your phone, scroll, probably have a bit of stress from the news or the latest emails. Then you get up, race around, eat breakfast on the go and head out the door. Compared to if you did five minutes of breath work or meditation when you first woke up, perhaps tapped into gratitude, spent a bit of time moving your body consciously, had five or ten minutes of time planning your day, and not only that, but getting intentional about what you're focusing on, what you want to bring into your life. There's a complete difference in energy, right? So a morning routine helps set the tone. It allows you to manage yourself rather than letting your day run you. And it can help reduce stress and anxiety, which can lead to better mental health and leave you feeling more positive. For me personally, it helps me to ground, to get centered and focus for the day ahead. I'm honestly not sure how long I've had a morning practice, but I'd say definitely for the last 10 to 12 years, very intentionally, but it probably goes back longer uh, than that, but it was probably a bit more hit and miss then. It has definitely changed, taking different shapes over the years, particularly as I've learned more about mental health and well-being. And now it's something I can't go without. So I wanted to share with you what I do. However, one caveat is I know I'm very lucky to have time in the mornings. I know if you're a mum or you have other commitments, time can be of the essence in the morning. So towards the end, I'm going to give you a few options as well. So stay tuned because you can still do something in the morning, even if you haven't got a lot of time. And let me tell you, back in the day, I didn't used to be a morning person at all. It's definitely something that I have intentionally cultivated quite actively to be able to make sure I can set my day up right. So if you're not a morning person but would like to be, I hope that can inspire you. Speaking of the snooze button, one of the things I do is leave my phone out of the room. So there's analog clocks out there you can buy if you need it for your alarm. And this helps me to not have that urge to roll over and start to check social media or emails or the news. Because if you roll over in the morning and check your phone and start to do a deep dive, you're not alone. 
87% of people check their phone before they even get out of bed. But it's not a great way to start your day. You're likely to look at news headlines, possibly get a triggering email, or compare yourself on social media. And this puts your body and mind into a stress response and reactivity when you first wake up. So where I can, I do my best to have my morning practice done before I look at my phone. I'm going to be honest, that doesn't always happen, but in general, I'd say 90% of the time, I'm pretty good. So take time to consciously consider what you do in that first waking half hour to an hour uh, can set you up for a good day or likely leave you feeling tense before you've even had your morning coffee. Remember, you've been asleep, hopefully for the last eight hours, so another half to an hour before you pick up the phone will be okay. So how do you structure a morning practice? Well, there's lots of different ways you can do that. I'm going to share with you mine. Uh, In general, I get up around 5 a.m., and that is definitely an early start time for most, I know, but I teach at 7 a.m. most weekday mornings. So for those of you who start work at 9, it's kind of like getting up at your 7. Uh, I also like to add in that I go to bed around 8.39 to be able to do this. For me, I need to have time in the morning to wake up fully, do my own practices before I'm able to show up for others. So it's important for me to have that space. I would never have thought in a million years that that would be a time I would get up, but I'm finding that it's my favorite part of the day. The world's quiet. I'm also quite creative at that time of day. And the first thing I do is put the kettle on. I have a cup of lemon water. So your body dehydrates overnight and it needs the fluid to feel energized. So this helps your digestion to get going. Uh, It helps your focus. It fuels your brain. Lemon has antibacterial qualities as well, which helps to flush out toxins from your system. It balances your body's pH and boosts your immune system. I've done this for years since I was in my 20s, and it's a great way to enliven your body and mind first up. The next thing I do is write in my planner or my journal while I'm drinking my lemon water. It's really an overview of my day, my intentions around what I want to prioritize and what I have on, but I'll also write my affirmations that I'm working on for the bigger picture and what I'm personally aligning to, and I'll always write down three things I'm grateful for. So this doesn't take too long, maybe five minutes, perhaps a little longer, Uh, Particularly on a Monday, I'll put more energy into it and spend a bit more time as I'll look at the week overall. But I find it's good for my mind to be able to have connected to all of these things and to get me focused on the day ahead. Uh, Then I'll meditate, usually with some breath work at the beginning. Sometimes I might swap the order around and meditate first uh, before I journal. But I find this way works well for me as I have a little bit more awareness then when I practice, I'm a bit more awake if I've journaled first. Uh, I do a 20 minute practice. Now your meditation might be five or 10 minutes, whatever you can manage. But the morning is a great time to practice meditation. Uh, There's a couple of good reasons for that. One, it brings in clarity and focus for your day, but you're also more likely to do it. So while it doesn't matter what time of the day you meditate, lots of people find themselves to be more consistent with their practice when they meditate early in the morning before the day has begun. 
before you check your emails, your socials, before your mind starts processing too much information, before people want a little bit of you. Also, our willpower declines as the day goes on. So getting your meditation in early means you're less likely to forego it later in the day when you're tired. We have a finite amount of willpower and self-regulation. And as the day goes on, we can start to burn through those reserves. We might find it more difficult at the end of the day to choose between meditation and Netflix. I'll add the caveat that if you miss your morning practice or if morning doesn't work for you, please don't think you can't meditate at other times. It's just a good way to set up your day. The next thing I do is move my body. Uh, so I'll probably go for a quick walk. I tend not to go too far. It depends on time. So I could even just go around the block. But I love getting out in the fresh air. Even in winter, moving my body helps shift any sluggishness from the night. Some mornings I might go to a Pilates class. But for the most part, a quick walk does the job. For you, this might look like doing some yoga or going to the gym, perhaps some stretches or shaking it out. It's all about what you enjoy and feels good. But some movement is great to get you going. My breakfast is usually a bit later after my first class, but I'll have a match of tea then. I gave up coffee about six years ago as it didn't agree with my nervous system. Uh, I find matcha still gives me a little bit of a wake-up kick without that jangly, nervy feeling I used to get from coffee. And then I'll always make the bed. So it gives you a quick sense of accomplishment. It only takes a couple of minutes and it makes me feel so much more organized than constantly walking past an unmade bed. I notice the days I don't, I'm actually more scattered. So making your bed is a quick win. So they're the consistent things. However, I do like to keep it a little flexible depending what I have on and what I feel called to do. But these main things stay the same. Essentially, what I do is I give myself an opportunity to connect, to feel like I've done something for my body, my mind, my spirit before I head into the rest of my day. Some other things I bring into my morning, uh, but these are more when I feel called. It's not every day and definitely not all in one day, but they just get added in here and there. Sometimes I might do some creative work or writing. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, I feel very creative in the mornings. I find afternoons I can go into a bit of a creative slump. So it's fine for admin work, but it's not a great time for me to be super productive in a creative sense. In fact, I'm writing the outline for this podcast and it's 6.15 a.m. So it just tends to flow more for me in the morning. So if I have a bit of time, I might do a bit of writing. Other times I might do some automatic writing or journaling. So this is different to my planning my day type journaling. This is more stream of consciousness writing. I know you've heard me speak about this often, particularly in regards to intuition and more self-awareness. And in fact, I did this earlier this week. And I like asking, what does my soul want me to know today? And then I write the answer from that place. I find it really illuminating. I'm learning a language at the moment, so if I have time, I might even do 15 minutes of that. The brain is most susceptible to input in the morning, so I think that's a really great time to do a little bit of language work, if I have the time. That's something that's kind of here and there, but 
if I can, I love to do that. If I'm a bit out of sorts or energetically I'm not feeling great or even I just want an extra boost, I might do some EFT tapping or give myself my own kinesiology balance, which I find really helpful to shift my mindset if I need it. And weekends can look quite different too. Uh, less focus on the work aspect. It's a lot more flowing. I tend to take a lot more time. I enjoy the morning. Perhaps I read, take longer walks. A little bit more self-care orientated. All up, my morning practice would take me around 30 minutes to 60 minutes, depending what I have on and what I need. 30 minutes minimum, I would say. Now, I realize that it's quite a luxury to some, so I have a few quick ideas that you can do even if you can't do a longer practice or getting up earlier is not for you. So taking five minutes just to breathe and center. So when you wake up, sit up in bed or go and sit on a chair. You could do five minutes of breath practice or just breathing is fine too, or a five-minute meditation, giving yourself a chance to center. At the end of that, I would invite you to feel your feet on the ground, a sense of connection to the earth. And as you do that, think of one thing you're grateful for and then head off into your morning. You might also like to set a positive intention for the day ahead. So even if you just spend this five minutes, you'll notice it can make a difference to your day and your mindset. Another technique is the 54321 method. So it takes 15 minutes. Now this is something that I haven't tried, but I heard someone talk about it and I love the concept of it for busy people. So I wanted to share it with you. And so it's five minutes of meditation, four minutes of reading something positive and uplifting for your mind, three minutes of dancing, so putting on a great track and moving your body, two minutes of breath work, one minute of gratitude. So this 15 minutes in total covers all the bases, and I think it sounds super fun, especially the dance part. I often dance during my day when I need a little pick-me-up, and it can be a really fun tool to add to your morning. So give this a try if you don't have heaps of time, see how it can shift you. And you can always swap some of these things out. For example, the reading could be four minutes of journaling or the dancing could be stretching. So make it work for you and what you find enjoyable. So that is my morning routine. In the coming weeks, I thought I would share with you a quick five minute morning meditation that you can use to get your day off to a good start. So stand by for that. And I'd love to know what you do in the mornings. Shoot me a message, let me know, or if you have any questions about creating a morning routine, I'm more than happy to help you. Just send me a little email or a DM. But thank you for being here. I hope you found this helpful. Please do share it with others so they get to know the power of their own inner healing gifts. And if you feel called, I'm always so grateful for a review on either Spotify or iTunes as this helps this podcast to grow. Take care and speak soon. Bye.